Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Steaks, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell, coast to coast. All right, Pharrell back on coast to coast. So I I have to pick up where I left off. So I'm watching this fight, Franco Maloney for the Bantamweight World Championship. Franco beat him the first time they fought, and Franco beat Maloney's ass. I watched that fight, too. I watch every fight. So I'm watching this fight the other night, and Carver High saw the fight, and... You watched the fight. Now, they were definitely uh, up in each other's heads. There was a lot of of head to shoulder, but it was all head to right shoulder, right? So I think it was his right eye, uh, left eye to us, right eye to him, right? So he nailed him with a jab and a thumb. And I think the jab hit him and and lit him up, and the thumb, actually, the The eye gouge, as you hear me, haymaker, haymaker, eye gouge, headbutt, you know, I, you know my old saying, sticking a, a thumb in the aisle, get him every time. So anyway, I think that's what did it to his eye, right? So they kept selling that uh, the ref that there was an accidental headbutt. And then the commission said there was a headbutt. So then the announcers, Tessator, all those guys, uh, you know, Kriegel, they all, and, and, you know, Bradley and Ward, they all sat there for 30 minutes saying, There was no headbutt. We watched it over and over and over and over and over again. Every single second of it, five times we watched it repeat itself. There was no headbutt. And these clowns from the Nevada Athletic Commission sat there, these three, actually two with power, one behind them, the three uh, amigos. It was unbelievable to me. And then Bradley said, watch, they're still going to screw him. Sure enough, they screwed him anyway. Maloney didn't get the win. He should have been the champ again, and they should have another, a third fight in a trilogy because he won the fight. He dominated the fight for four rounds. He landed 50 jabs to his face and I, and I thought he boxed great. And I thought, Franco did nothing in the fight. He never threw a single punch the entire fight. And he gets to keep his belt because those two idiots from the commission decide that there was a headbutt. That was the worst decision I've seen in boxing in 10 years. They should be ashamed of themselves. The Nevada Athletic Commission is an absolute rigged, fixed joke. And the fact that they let Bob Arum stand there for 15 minutes telling him what to do, it's criminal, Carver High. What did you see? That that was the thing that got me the most. And there's always the questions about boxing. You know, is it on the up and up? Is everything, you know, good here? When you see a situation like that, it makes you question 
even more uh, how much is going into the outcome. And I had a big problem with Aram going over there. Uh, Bob, just please, Bob, stay away. What, you know, they're getting screwed already. We need Bob to go over there. I don't know what those guys were doing. It was embarrassing to the sport of boxing. Uh, the guy got robbed. It's just plain and simple, Scotty. That's the way it went down. All right, so uh, let's get into uh, the NBA. There's a lot of news, obviously, yeah. the CP3 deal. Uh, the Thunder trade uh, Chris Paul to the Suns. Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen McHugh, a bag of balls, and a 2022 first-round pick. Uh, that is a lot going one way, but the only thing that matters, Scotty, is Chris Paul, and he's going to the Phoenix Suns. We know how close they came to making the playoffs, how well they played in the bubble. Uh, big move for the Suns to try to move forward in the West, Scotty. Yeah, I mean, I got to see it play out, Carver High. Uh, you know, I think Chris Paul is an incredible player. Uh, he did amazing things in Oak City. I actually thought he fit there like a glove as the total floor leader, general, coach, captain, you name it. He did it all. And, you know, I don't know if that's going to fly with Devin Booker. Uh, I have to see it to believe it. I think Devin Booker's the guy that needs the ball in his hands. We welcome in our radio affiliates on Sports Grid Radio. Go to sportsgridradio.com. Get the Sports Grid Radio app. We're on Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Get our YouTube page. Subscribe free. Click. You can watch us do the shows. I'll see you tonight on the bench, 10 East, 7 West. Uh, and uh, trust me, you'll love Sports Grid Radio in the afternoon, 2 to 4, right out of Vegas. And overnights, Pharrell on the bench, Sports Rage, Bagels and Bad Beats. It's the biggest thing going. Chicks dig us. All right, uh, Carver Hyde, do you see what I'm saying? Devin Booker yes. is, to me, the star and the uh, guy that has to have the pill in Phoenix every game. He's got to have the right. How is that going to work now with uh, Paul and him, I guess time will tell. But just on the surface, people see Chris Paul traded to the Suns. We'd heard it was going to happen for a couple weeks, and it has happened. It came to fruition, but we still haven't seen it work. So I thought Paul worked great with a bunch of no-names, made everybody better. But now you're talking about him trying to uh, do the same thing with a guy that already is better than him, a stud, who's going to be like, give me the rock and just stay out of my way. But I know Booker's a lot cooler than that. I don't think he's going to be disrespectful. Yeah. No, and I think the one thing that we have to look for here also, Scotty, is last year I felt that Paul played with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think a lot of people thought he was washed two years ago, that when that last year in Houston, he went to OKC with a real chip, played well, got the team into the playoffs when a lot of people didn't think they would get there. I don't know if I can expect him to get that high of a level again. That was a lot that he gave last year. Um, I need to see it to believe it in, in uh, Phoenix, that's for sure. Tomorrow, Scotty, I will give you the whole schedule of what's going to go on this year with the NBA because I need to get in with you. James Harden, sounds like, Scotty, he wants out of Houston and he prefers to go to Philly or Brooklyn. That would be an interesting scenario if he went to the Nets, Scotty, with Durant and Kyrie. Yeah, look, uh, this whole thing with Philly, that's just him and, and uh, his former GM uh, being best friends. I, I don't buy that. The thing with the Nets, you're talking about a super team now if they get him. But I told you all of this was happening in Houston. That's the bottom line. I said that they hated playing with each other, Harden and Westbrook. And I said D'Antoni would be fired and Maury. And then Maury gets this huge job in Philly. But I actually uh, think the better fit, if he's going to leave, uh, Houston's a mess right now. No one's buying into the Silas thing. They're a complete mess, and it's going to get worse. But if he goes to Brooklyn, then they got a super team.
grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. I mean, that is just fantastic, all this stuff Alex is doing with these uh, promos and, and the sound blaring and everything. I never had that before. Mafia does the whole show naked, I just wanted to say. So it's different uh, having a, a naked guy produce the show as opposed to Alex, who's got his Steelers pajamas on. It's a little different. All right, we bring in Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider. You can follow him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. And he's on every Monday, Thursday, and Friday on Coast to Coast. He's our sports grid NFL insider, as I mentioned. Uh, here we go. Vikings, Bears, Adam, good to see you. Uh, your Eagles look great yesterday, by the way. Uh, uh, they're going to be uh, the Vikings without Irv Smith Jr. What's the situation there? What about other injuries? Uh, we all know what happens when you play the Vikings. You get uh, my son's favorite fantasy player, Dalvin Cook, going down your throat. Yeah. And, and that's from Mike Zimmer because Zim, he's about running the football, hide the quarterback, limit the attempts. They they want Kirk Cousins well under 30 attempts. Look, he's had he's had attempts, 14, 15, 16 attempts per game. That that's what they want uh from Kirk Cousins. And tonight it's not gonna be easy because you mentioned Irv Smith will not be there. He's headed to, he was headed to a breakout season. He he's uh Irv Smith Jr. You might remember his daddy, former first rounder for the Saints many years ago. Uh, Irv is their tight end, their, their pass-catching tight end. Kyle Rudolph is their inline tight end. Cameron Dantzler, who's a tall corner, is one of their starting outside corners. He won't be able to play tonight due to a concussion. Uh, but it's going to be at Dalvin Cook. There's no question. That's, what coming, that's what's coming here for, for the Bears. Now, if you somehow can make Kirk Cousins a passer, the word around the league is you get him inside. He does not like that inside pressure. He moves, and he doesn't, he, he's not real comfortable when you do that. That's when he starts chucking it up. So if they could get, if the Bears D line could get some inside pressure, look out. There could be some turnovers. So let's talk about uh, the situation on the Bears side of things in terms of the play calling, which has been an issue uh, in the Windy City week after week after week. All we ever hear about is uh, the head coach in his press conferences talking about why are you still calling plays when the offense right. doesn't do anything? What is the deal? Uh, is his OC taking over that gig? Yeah, so here's what happened. Despite rumors to the contrary, I'm told that it was absolutely 100% Matt Nagy's decision. He's the head coach. He's handing it off to the only guy he just he, he looked at potentially calling plays. That's Bill Lazor, who called plays 
with the Bengals. He's called him in college football. He called him for one season with the Dolphins. So he's an experienced play caller. He's worked with quarterbacks his entire career. Guy's a good football coach. Now, I don't expect anything really to change, but his career looking into it is more with spread concepts. And, and the Bears, they'll do that. They'll go what we call 11 personnel with three receivers, 12 personnel with two tight ends. Jimmy Graham, by the way, this guy's been a big factor and also – Paul Komet's second-round pick out of Notre Dame, who they absolutely love. So it's going to be laser calling the plays. I'm also told Allen Robinson is expected to play uh, with his knee injury. He was limited in practice, but they do expect him in the lineup. And also, tonight, keep an eye on Darnell Mooney, the fifth-round receiver out of Tulane. They absolutely love him. He had a great training camp. He's kind of on the verge here of breaking out. He pushed veteran receiver Ted Ginn out of the starting lineup and actually off the roster. They love Mooney because he's really smart, works really hard, and he picked up their offense very, very quickly. So he's a guy, if you can, if they could protect Nick Foles, the way you beat the Vikings is you don't run it, you throw it, and I expect that to happen tonight if they could protect Nick Foles. So talk about the backfield problems with Montgomery <laughs> out and what kind of yeah. decisions the Bears are making there. Yeah, so right now Montgomery's out with his concussion. Ryan Nall, who's a, who was an undrafted free agent a couple of years ago. Uh, Artavis Pierce, I'm told, they really like. He should dress tonight. Cordell Patterson, obviously, is a special teams returner. He's kind of a guy that you see situationally, maybe uh, goal line as a slot receiver. And also they did sign Lamar Miller off their practice squad uh, within the last hour. So he will be there. So look for a running back by committee tonight at the running back position. Because remember, Tariq Cohen, who was their number two running back, they're really missing him. He's out for the season to a torn ACL. They need his speed because David Montgomery is a good first and second down back. He's had to be their third down back because they don't have anybody else. But He's not explosive, and that's really where they missed Tariq Cohen. So, uh, you know, the Vikings have played a lot better, Adam, than the Bears in recent weeks because of a heavy cocktail with Cook. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, you know, Cousins has been finding his receivers, and because of uh, Cook, uh, their play action has worked. They're definitely playing better than the Bears. The game's in Chicago. Uh, do you give the Bears a shot against this team tonight, getting – points as a home dog i wait are, are you are you really the bears are actually an underdog at home against the vikings that that's almost hard to understand uh, i like the bears tonight i think they're the better football team uh, i would the vikings offensive line is not very good it's very average the bears d line's pretty good i expect them to have their way against that viking offensive line and again to make kirk cousins a passer in this game yes at times cousins played very very, very well Justin Jefferson, their first-round pick, one of the best rookie receivers in the National Football League. You obviously have Adam Thielen, but you don't have Irv Smith, who's more of their slot tight end. I think this is a tight ball game, not high scoring, but I do believe the Bears will win this game and go into their bye. They're off in Week 11, and they need this game because right now, if the, the playoffs started today, they would be on the outside looking in for that last wild-card spot. So here's the deal. It was at uh, two-and-a-half. Uh, all week, and then it went to three and a half. They were actually getting three and a half uh, as much as 10 minutes ago, and then now it's down to three. Minnesota laying three. All right, so let's talk about Drew Brees coming off of that game yesterday. Never played in the second half, and they got bad news today about his ribs and lung. Yeah, so according to the ESPN report, he's going to be out for at least a couple weeks, but my understanding is probably going to be more than two weeks. Could be as many as four or five. It's just a matter of when the lung issue and the ribs heal. And you got to be careful because it could be potentially serious if he would play before everything healed up. Jameis Winston will take over. Remember, he's on a one-year deal. 
He'll be their quarterback, but here's what I think is going to happen. You will probably see a little bit more than we normally would from Taysom Hill as a wildcat quarterback, as a backup running back, as a goal line back. He makes things happen. Jameis Winston, not the greatest athlete in the world. I think this will help Jameis be a little bit more comfortable, particularly going forward when, remember, Jameis Winston, Pharrell, has really not worked with these players very much. Remember, didn't have an offseason, had only a couple weeks in training camp, and didn't have a preseason. So the only guys he really has worked with is the second-team offense, uh, Traquan Smith, who had been filling in for Michael Thomas. And other than that, Marquez Callaway, the, the kid, the undrafted free agent out of Tennessee, has done really well. So he doesn't know a lot of these players. So I, I look for a little bit of juice out here uh, with Taysom Hill to get the, the offense going here with uh, Jameis Winston now at quarterback for the early future here for the Saints. I got to tell you, uh, you know, I hit the Saints yesterday and he did nothing in that second half. And and the defense was the one that got it done. So let me ask you, they're playing the Falcons who have played a lot better of late. Uh, Would you think that the Falcons with, uh, you know, Winston in charge, and I agree with you, Taysom Hill, they got to use him a lot more. But I think this gives the Falcons a huge chance in this game. Yeah, and by the way, you know, it's funny. I, I, I picked the Saints to blow the Niners out, and I'm watching this game. I'm like, what is wrong? This is before Drew Brees got hurt. They got off to a really slow start where I'm like, wow, looks right. like I might have gotten this one wrong. But the cream rose to the top. They took over. They closed the game well. They, 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 they won the game decisively. The way that you get after Jameis Winston, again, who's, who's not played very much football for the football team, you know, he, he, he took over in this game, and that's about it, this past game. The Falcons, as you mentioned, have played much better. Where they're doing it is they're blitzing. After Dan Quinn was fired, they had been way more aggressive on a Raheem Mars calling blitzes. So I would do that. You come after Jameis Winston, you make him, you make him move. He doesn't move very well. So that's the way I give him a puncher's chance because you're right. The the, the three and one with Raheem Mars as the interim head coach. And by the way, if this continues, if if they get seven or eight wins. He will get consideration. He certainly would get an interview. And look, Raheem Mars is in his early 30s when he was a head coach with the Buccaneers. He wasn't ready to be head coach, just like Josh McDaniels in his early 30s with the Broncos was not ready. You're right. talking about over 10 years later. I think this guy's probably ready to be another head coach, but you know what he has to do is he, he's got to have good coordinators to work with. But I'll tell you what, this, this guy could coach, and look at the energy that he brings to the job. I'll tell you what, if if Atlanta goes in there and beats uh, Winston and Hill and the Saints on Bourbon Street, and if he were to pull that off, and then they play him again in two weeks in Atlanta, yeah. you're talking about uh, this guy, he should get more than a look. They might give him the job. These, these games would be huge. When we come back, we'll talk to Adam about Matt Stafford's thumb. We got a lot more than that. Giants, Eagles, all their problems. It's all happening with Adam Kaplan on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... 
We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Tough game, very tough. I was originally thinking Bears, but probably going to take a shot with the Vikings. Uh, I don't know, are we feeling the bait line? It feels like getting three and a half for Chicago is almost too good to be true, Scotty. I'm probably going to go the other way. Maybe we'll find some middling opportunities in this game. Should be tight. I think the Vikings probably win between three and four, but uh, I'm going with Minnesota tonight. I think they get it done. All right, there he is. How did your golf bets go? Did you make any money? Not bad. I told you about the geriatric special, Bernard Longer. What a story. 63 years old, and man, he made the cut. I told you, watch out for this guy, the most underrated golfer of all time. Things went well. We had a little piece of Dustin Johnson. Brooks Kepka would have been good. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, I want to slap him upside the head. I needed him for a top Ooh. 10. He finished 17th. But anyway, we did pretty good. <laughs> all right, good. Uh, check out Cam on Game Time Decisions with Marenzi. Top of the hour. Great job, Cam. Thanks, buddy. I'll see Thanks, you tomorrow. Thanks, man. You got right, it. Uh, Adam Kaplan with us, our NFL insider. So uh, before I get into uh, the Lions uh, and Matt Stafford's thumb, I just wanted to mention this this story out of Kansas City late today about Reed and the GM both getting extensions. Mm-hmm. We knew Reed was getting one, right? Uh, what's the difference? Yeah, what it is is Brett Veach, the GM, was tied to Andy Reed. Reed brought Brett Veach in with him from Philly. And Veach kind of worked his way up. I remember when Veach was really, I mean, he was basically Andy Reid's assistant for a couple of years, and he kind of moved up into the scouting world. And Andy took him. He was only a college scout in Philly. He worked his way up the flagpole in, in Kansas City and became the GM. And he's done a phenomenal job. He, he was the one, Brett Veach, that pushed then-GM John Dorsey of the Chiefs to draft Patrick Mahomes in 2017. He was really the impetus for it. And he's just done a phenomenal job. And I'll be honest with you, not a lot of people around the league thought Brett would be a GM, but not only has he been a GM, he's a great one, and, and kudos to him and ownership and um, the Hunt family to extend their contracts. And Andy's been, you know, it's interesting, Pharrell. You look at Andy Reid, gets fired in 2012. His friends told him not take the take the year off, and he didn't. And there were a couple teams chasing him. He took the Chiefs. He was right. He just needed to change the scenery, and he got one. And he's never looked back in those eight years has just won a Super Bowl. And I'll, be, I'll tell you what, they're still the favorite to get there in the AFC. Yeah, tell my Steelers, punch him in the face. That's going to be a anyway. great one. I hope that happens. <laughs> That'll be a great one. I really do. I, Love I hope so. Uh, but I had Cousin Sal on here earlier today telling me the Browns will get the eight spot and knock off the Steelers at the ketchup bottle in the first round of the playoffs. I'm like, slow down. The Steelers get no a bye. No way. No <laughs> No. All right. No. So talk to me about Matt Stafford. I heard the x-rays were negative today. Is yeah. he going to be able yeah. to play this week? And while yeah, I'm the, at the, it, the way, and, and yeah. while I'm at it, the, the Patricia situation, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the, they were starting to look like they were turning the corner. Then they fell back. Now they win again. I don't know what to think of this guy's job. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. The ownership said last year he, had a, he, he and the Lions had to be in meaningful games meaning the playoff race for a wild card in this this sense, in December. Well, here we are. We're, we're two weeks away from December. And technically, yeah, they're still in the wild card race. Uh, they're, two, they're two games out of being one of the wild card teams. So 
Look, their schedule is really good. They play a bad Panther team in Carolina this week. The Panthers got off that 3-1 start, haven't won since then. Stafford's injury, I'm told, is more day-to-day. It's pain management. He's got to be able to throw. They're not going to know until late this week whether he can play or not. Uh, mm-hmm. It would be Chase Daniel, Chase Daniel, quarterback, the veteran, the journeyman at, at quarterback if Stafford can't go. I, I do believe with Patricia, he doesn't quite understand what it takes now to get the next level. He's an okay coach. He's kind of like a lot of these guys, as you know, Pharrell, in New England. They try to be like Belichick, and they're not, and they want up not making it. I'm, we're talking about the head coaching level. For whatever reason, Patricia's a smart guy, but it doesn't apply to the field. He's been a, really, quite frankly, at best, an average coach. He's not shown me that he understands offensive football. And quite frankly, how disappointing has their defense been this season? So uh, he is certainly, if you and I ranked, who are the guys who need to win in December to stay on in January in the next year? He's probably number one. So, you know, they had that huge lead yesterday, Adam, and then it Uh-oh. just dissipated Uh-oh. like a glass of drinking water. Do you think that was more uh, that they they let up or that uh, Alex Smith was having such a huge day? Well, Alex Smith went past crazy because they were way behind, but there's been this really odd situation with the Lions. They're one of the best first-half teams, really particularly first quarter, and that lead slowly dissipates, slowly dissipates until they blow it. But remember their their game at at Atlanta, if Todd Gurley just kneels down, that they would have lost that game. So quite frankly, the Lions have been an underachieving team. The roster is better than the, 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 really, they perform each week. So they better start getting it going here at four and five. But, But you're a Lion fan watching us. There is some hope there. DeAndre Swift, their second-round pick, has been terrific. He's now their starting running back. They should have done it weeks ago. They just insisted, for whatever reason, of starting 35-year-old running back Adrian Peterson as the first guy in. Not anymore. It's DeAndre Swift. It took them long enough to figure it out. They are way too conservative, which plays into your question. They should be throwing more, not running it more. They, If, if you win in the National Football League, it's because you come out throwing and not trying to be balanced. It, balance looks good. If you've got a big league because you start running it, then it looks like 50-50, but that's not the way teams win in the National Football League. you got to come out throwing. And unfortunately, Patricia doesn't understand that in his third year. You're right, Adam, and uh, it's painfully obvious. How do you have a guy like Stafford, and I don't care what, like just forget the thumb for a second. If that guy's my quarterback, I am slinging it 55 times a week. That's a little understand. bit yeah, high, but yeah. yeah I just yeah. don't get it. Now, let me ask you about the Eagles and Giants. Uh, more so from the New York football giant side of things, Adam. The fact that they're in the uh, three-win phase now, and they've basically caught the Eagles. And remember, they should have beat them in Philly. I mean, they had them 21-10 with five minutes to Ingram, go. So pull it in, man. Pull it in. Yeah, 88 Ingram, right. So, look, the word around the league is, is this. Joe Judge is doing a fantastic job. He's got tremendous discipline now with his football team. Benching and having an active uh gold tate two weeks ago was a smart thing after uh him trying to rally for the football one or more passes his way judge now this might be one belichick disciple that gets the job done you mentioned they should have beat philly the first time they had the bucks on the ropes on, on a thursday night they couldn't close the deal so they wound up losing that game but they were very competitive and from pillar to post pharrell they dismantled the eagles on both sides of the football they looked like the team was better coached the eagles come out of their bye doug peterson their head coach is one and four coming out of the bye. That's embarrassing. Uh, I'm told they're not considering benching Carson Wentz. They're just they're, they're going to go forward with Carson Wentz as they should. Well, look at their schedule. Their next four games, 
at Cleveland versus Seattle at Green Bay versus the Saints, all teams with a winning record. Carson Wentz's record versus winning teams over the last two seasons is uh, not very good. It's below 500. So he's got to get it going here. And listen, I know what happened last year. The owner got involved in coaching changes on offense when they, when even though they made the playoffs, they had an early exit. Uh, he was not happy with the direction of the offense. And quite frankly, would not surprise me if he gets involved again. If this team does not make the playoffs, you're going to see changes on the on their offensive staff. I'm just telling you that that it won't be tolerated by the owner. I just kind of know that the way that Jeffrey Lurie is, and they better get things going here. Carson Wentz is unbelievably gifted, but are achieving significantly this season. Let me ask you, uh, as far as the Giants are concerned, uh, do you think it's uh, a problem for them actually that they're going into a bye as hot as they are? I'd want to keep exactly. playing football. And and I remember Mike. Tomlin, the Steelers head coach, you and I were doing a show, uh, this segment a couple months ago, early in the season when their game got rescheduled till Tuesday. Right. And, t- and, and and they actually had to buy before it was supposed to happen. Remember how disappointed he was? Because they were winning, they were playing great. Right. And he wanted to keep playing. And you're right. If you're Joe Judge, you want you don't want to have a buy. You want to keep playing. But look, I, I, I've been covering the league so long, they used to have two buys when I first started covering the league in the early 2000s. So yeah, it's not a great time for them to have a buy. But you know what? Uh, they could get rested up. There are a couple of players that have been hurt. They can get back. And they are playing really good football right now. And I got to give Joe Judge credit here. They got off to a slow start. But no one really, quite frankly, in the NFC East is playing better than they are. I mean, that is just crazy. So I guess Teddy's knee is okay. Are you hearing anything about that? And McCaffrey's going to be out, it looks like, uh, this week as well. Sounds like they're – and you talked about how rule they were winning. Now they're not winning. Uh, these injuries might catch up with him. Yeah, and one thing I do want to mention when you when you talk about McCaffrey, he's got a shoulder injury, by the way. Right. There are different offense when he's not in the lineup. They're not as potent. Mike Davis is one of the better backup running backs in the National Football Football League. He's filling in for McCaffrey, but the, they're just not getting explosive plays out of the run game, particularly outside formation and also in the pass game without McCaffrey, where he's unbelievably dynamic. So that's something that they're just not going to get. Um, we don't know how long McCaffrey's going to be out, although Matt Rule was pretty optimistic that it wouldn't be more than a week. So uh, we'll see what he can do over the next week or so when when he come back. But, T- yeah, Teddy, Teddy's got, I believe, a grade one MCL sprain. Uh, he might have a chance to play this week. They're not going to know until late this week. But the fact of the matter is Teddy's playing well. Their defense is not good enough. They run a four-two-five scheme. And it's the funny thing about the Panthers is, Rafael, every draft pick this year was spent on defense because they had to change their defense completely. But unfortunately, it's just not good enough, and they're still going to have to rebuild that defense. It's just not there yet. That's why they have a losing record right now. Respectfully, I got 45 seconds. Uh, are the Dolphins the best story in the NFL this year? Right now, I I got this one wrong. I I was like, maybe six, seven wins at most. I mean, they're six and three right now. I do not see this in any way, shape, or form. They've had all sorts of injuries at running back. They're bringing these guys we've never heard of. Ahmed, the running back, Salvin Ahmed, I mean, he did a good job yesterday. Tua, though, is playing well. First game against the Rams, not so good. The game against the Cardinals, you got to give him credit. Did a good job against the, the Chargers. And I, I really give Chan Gailey, who came out of retirement, credit managing him, doing a great job as a play caller. They are for real. Not only is their offense coming on here, they are playing tremendous defense. They are doing a great job out of Josh Boyer, a former Patriots assistant. Well, obviously, he's very close to Brian Flores, the head coach. They're doing a great job there. I, 
This is one you never, I never would have believed that, that they were going to be this good, but what a great story. All right, great job, uh, Adam. And uh, my favorite part was when he said, Ahmed. You liked it? That's how you say it, by the way. You like that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, uh, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. All right, Carter High, uh, I know that uh, we have to get into this uh, Hail Mary because here's what happened. when uh, Because when, I had the Bills to win outright and, the, and getting the points. And when they scored on the pass to Diggs, I t- uh, texted you, let's go. And then you went, let's go. And then – I never heard from you again until today's show, so I assume that didn't go over well with you, the Hail Mary, but it didn't go over well with me either. What went through your mind when you uh, watched that play, uh, the Music City Miracle, any of that? What what went through your mind? Yeah, you know, it was um, – that's quite a way to lose, that's for sure. When Allen hits digs in the end zone, I obviously thought – you know, that's it. There was still some time there, but when it got to the 11 seconds when they were running the play from midfield, I was pretty confident that they were going to be able to get it done. Look, it took uh, an absolute money throw. There was two things that worked so well for Arizona there. Murray was basically falling out of bounds and threw a dime to that spot where Hopkins was standing. An incredible throw. And then right. Hopkins jumping over three guys. The Bills' three best defenders on the back end trey white micah hyde jordan poyer they're three guys you would want back there none of them could make the play hopkins that's why he's one of the best in the game it took an incredible throw and an incredible catch what are you gonna do i mean that's a tough one that's not gonna go up there with the music city miracle for me but you'll remember that play is just a, a miserable loss on a hail mary that's for sure well, the Music City Miracle should have never counted for one. Well, that's uh, was that's a hundred pass. And then, that one will never. Uh, I'll this, never get over that. <laughs> this thing, this thing was devastating. But how about it became a Bill O'Brien joke after the game? Yes, because he's yes. the one that traded away this great receiver. I still think he's the best receiver in the NFL, hands down, not even close. And the fact that he's with this Kyler Murray, it makes. Listen, I'll tell you how exciting that team is is that my son uh, is a diehard, I mean diehard Steeler fan, hardcore, violent. He's crazy about him. But he likes the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC because of Kyler Murray and Hopkins. It's real simple. He's become an Arizona fan. That's all it took for that fan base to go crazy is the fact that they got that quarterback and that receiver, and I think they're locked in at least for the next – Five years. I think Hopkins has five years of just sickening football in front of him. Uh, He's amazing, and so is their young quarterback. Let's hear it, Scotty. Well, we got two things from this game. Let's start with the Hail Mary itself. I give it to you from Ian Eagle on CBS. Four-point lead for Buffalo, 11 seconds to play. Shotgun. Murray out of the pocket. Seven seconds. Six seconds. Murray hits it downfield. It is. Oh, it's caught. It is caught. DeAndre Hopkins. 
I mean, that was just unbelievable. It really was. I know uh, Sean McDermott wasn't uh, pleased after the game and, and the questions. Uh, look, it doesn't matter to me one lick that this uh, play happened in regards to who do you blame and all this other nonsense. That's the problem with the media today is that you can't just get burned on a Hail Mary and then go shower and leave. You got to answer stupid questions yeah. about who's who's to blame for everything. Blame this, blame that. He's not getting fired. There's nothing that's going to come of this. I, I still think he's a great coach. They just got burned. It's amazing to me, Scotty. Today, all I saw was, you know, the Bills are 7-3 and three now. And I saw things like the Dolphins are the best team in the AFC East and the Bills haven't, you know, played up to what their billing was. Like they lost a seven and three and they lost on a Hail Mary. Should have they could have been eight and two after. You want to know why they lost the game, Scotty? They had a 14 point lead in the third quarter at 23 right. nine. And the next five drives, they had three punts and two interceptions by Josh Allen. They had five drives in a row where they did nothing. And that's why they didn't win the game. Not be and he, and he still brought them to the lead in the fourth quarter. Allen played right. had his worst half of the year, and he still hit digs for the lead. But the defense did everything they could. I can't blame them. Here is Sean McDermott. One of the reporters was asking him, "What could you have done better uh, on the hail mary play?" And Sean gives him the business. Good for him. Here it is. Here we go. Oh, think, like, could I have done any better? Of course, I could have done better. You, I meant, I meant in terms of the okay. That, that's what I was. Yeah, I was I mean, there's always, that's that's why I said what I said that when I came in here, the very first question I said, you're always as a coach, you always think about what we could could have done differently. Right? That's the very first thing I said. What what could I have done differently? What could we have done differently? Right? You ask the players the same questions. I'm, I'm we got great guys in this locker room. They're saying the same thing. Knock the ball down. We can't be interception minded in that situation. Knock the ball down. Right. So at the end of the day, give them the credit. They made a special play. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I think yep. that the overreaction to it, I'll tell you another reason they lost the game. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more about the 23-9 lead. At one minute, I went to get a drink. I came back. It was 26-23. I'm like, what the hell happened? I woke up in a good mood. But here's why they lost the game. It was their stupid penalties. Oh, my God. Yep. They, I mean, they must have had 15 penalties in the game. It just wouldn't end every single play holding. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yep. I thought they uh, played recklessly, uh, not sophisticated. They were a mess with, with uh, you know, movement, everything yeah. else holding. They got too many penalties. The game did not have to get to that point, and they allowed it to. Let's get to right. a couple other ones. How about last night, Scotty? Now, look, uh, all week long, Ravens were six-and-a-half-point favorites. The line never moved. They go into Foxborough. I mean, it was an absolute monsoon between the rain and the wind, everything that went on. The Patriots end up winning at 23 to 17. Here is Cam Newton, Scotty. He feels that the Patriots can get on a bit of a roll. Here's Cam. I said it, you know, before, you know, we're a team that's extremely close and, you know, and I, and I still believe in that, you know, for us to, to, you know, play the way we've been playing here of late. That's what you will want your team to be doing, you know, finding ways and trying to find our identity as an offense, you know, playing complementary football, you know, as defense, as well as special teams. You know, that's where we, we our, our, our meter is pointing upwards. And, you know, the more and more that we learn, the more and more that we play together, the more and more that, you know, we just have opportunities. I feel very confident in this group going into any situation.
Yeah, look, uh, they're playing better. I'll give them that. Uh, I was stunned to see the Ravens play that way. I think the weather had a lot to do with it. But look, uh, I've been saying on this show for a month that I just don't buy Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. And when they get behind, uh, it's a problem. Uh, You know, I don't know. The guy's unbelievable breaking ankles and running. But the rest of his game, I can live without. I'm not that worried about him. I mean, I think the Ravens could beat the Steelers, and the Steelers went in there and beat them. But uh, I think the Steelers are flat out better than the Ravens. And I know, uh, in my opinion, without a doubt, Roethlisberger is better than Jackson. Now, I get it. He's an MVP. He had an MVP season, and he's an incredible running quarterback. He's very fast and elusive, breaks ankles, like I said. But Roethlisberger, to me, is a complete quarterback. I could care less about running the football. I don't pay quarterbacks to run the football. I pay them to throw it. Yeah, and the Ravens, uh, they have to get back on track. They play two tough games now. They play the Titans, who also have not looked good recently this Sunday. And then a few days later, Scotty, the Thanksgiving night showdown with the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. Buccaneers got off the deck yesterday after getting whacked by the Saints last week. They go down to Carolina. They get it done 46-23. to Here, Scotty, is Tom Brady. Old Tom, he was proud of how the team responded. Here's Brady. So proud. You know, a lot of mental toughness from the guys this week. And, uh, you know, B.A. just said from the beginning, like, there's no excuses. You know, there's – we got a blade. You know, he was frustrated by it. But whatever got in at 11.30 and, you know, dealt with the storm earlier in the week, you know. But we were just focused on coming out and doing a better job. And, um, you know, played better than we played last week, obviously. Um, and it's in there. We just got to do it consistently and, and continue to make plays and run the ball like we ran it today. Um, the line did a great job and then keep getting the ball to the guys who can make plays with it. And um, there were a lot of guys spread it around quite a bit today. And um, it's going to have to keep improving, getting better. And uh, we got a huge game coming up Monday night. They had a uh, travel problem. That's what he was talking about, them getting in late to Carolina. It didn't matter because Carolina looks like they're dying a, a quick death. Uh, right now, uh, the way the Panthers have injuries and no McCaffrey, uh, Teddy got banged up, and they're losing. So uh, there you go. What do you think of the Dolphins? They just keep getting it done. Yes, they keep getting it done. All phases of the game, 29-21 over the Chargers at Hard Rock. Here is Tua, Scotty. Doesn't matter how we get it done. Winning is all that matters. Here's Tua. That's right. I think it's fun winning in general, whether – we do good offensively or the defense does us good and you know special teams does good um just being able to come out with the win um you know i'm sure you guys seen that video with ted <laughs> kind of helping me put things into perspective but um you know i think today was a great team win um we ran the ball really well you know big shout out to our o line and big shout out to uh savan ahmed for stepping up um, when his number was called um you know we've had a lot of opportunities that the defense has given us as well. And you know, I think the special teams did, did a really great job as well, too. So it was a great team. All right. So uh, what's the story with uh, Breeze now? Uh, yeah. Breeze has a couple of cracked ribs. He has his right lung collapsed. It sounds oh. like the Saints, Scotty, are going to be without Drew Breeze for a little while. Here was Sean Payton after the game yesterday. He knew it was bad. Because it's very rare that Breeze comes to him and tells him that he can't go. Here's Peyton. You know, he stayed on the sideline. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get into the hypotheticals as to what exactly, what percent, all those things. Obviously, he stayed on the sideline. And so, but he felt 
look strong enough about letting me know. And, and, and I know when he does that, which is kind of probably going to be the first time in 15 years that, that, uh, that it was significant enough where he felt like he couldn't function in the second half. All right, so uh, what about my Steelers? We haven't talked about them enough. It's ridiculous. Yes. We, we, we have not talked enough about the undefeated uh, 9-0 and Pittsburgh Steelers, a 36-10 to win over Joey Covers, didn't cover yesterday, and the Bengals at Heinz Field. Let's hear from Mike Tomlin. Scotty, he knew that even though Big Ben wasn't around all week, he could just roll them on out there on Sunday and he'd take care of business. Here's Tomlin. Like I said earlier in the week, you know, there was less anxiety in terms of dealing with him in these circumstances, maybe than some of the circumstances that he and I have been in in the past where his health was a factor in terms of availability. His health was not a factor, so we had very little reservations about his ability to perform once we got him to the stadium. Listen, I think when they play uh, the Bengals in uh, the Queen City in a few weeks, I think that I still think Burrow could give them problems. I think the game, as I've told you all along, that worries me the most for the Steelers, because I, I don't care one minute about them, to be honest with you, going undefeated. I don't think it's going to happen. If it does, so be it. If it doesn't, so be it. I think that the Buffalo game uh, in Buffalo will be problematic, and I actually believe the second game in Cincinnati won't be uh, fun either. So uh, I'm not penciling them in for any kind of undefeated season. But uh, right, now, right now I just wanted to be the number one seed and get that bye. Updated top five NFL draft order, Scotty. Jets, Jaguars, Cowboys, Washington, and the Chargers. Bears and Vikings tonight on Monday Night Football. When we come back, I'm sure, Scotty, you will give us a pick for that game tonight. Yeah, I can save you a lot of time. I'm taking the Bears, but I got a lot of other stories I got to hit when we get back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so uh, the NCAA planning to play the entire NCAA tournament in one city. They're saying, you heard uh, Cam talking about Indianapolis. That's who they're talking about, uh, having it in Indy. I got no problems with that. I just want to see college basketball. I want to see March Madness. I want to see conference tournaments. I want to see games with everything that's going on with COVID. It's crazy. I just hope that they're balling. But Tino thinks they should push it back to May Madness. Bayheim has the COVID. The Baseball Hall of Fame ballots out today. No exciting first-time names on the list. Braves signed Drew Smiley to a one-year deal. Tanaka, is he a fit perhaps for the Mets? I'll believe it when I see it. Yankees say their top priority in the offseason is fixing Gary Sanchez. Good luck with that. Lewis Hamilton wins the Turkish Grand Prix. How about uh, Carver High? Armed robbery charges dropped. All charges dropped against former first-round pick uh, giant uh, DeAndre Baker. Can you believe he got off? The absolute roller coaster that this story has been over the last, what, four to six months where they did it, they robbed them, and then they didn't do it, then they did it again, and now the lawyer's going to get, uh, go to jail. I mean, just a crazy story, Scotty. They're saying the lawyer's facing extortion charges for all the victims. He tried to extort money, allegedly. LSU reportedly neglected sexual misconduct complaints involving several football players, in, uh, including that uh, Darius Geis. 
Tommy Lasorda in the ICU this weekend. That's not a good sign out in Lipstick City. Hope uh, Tommy's doing all right. Cavs guard Kevin Porter Jr. arrested on gun charges. You got a little nine Glock. Uh, UT Martin coach Anthony Stewart passes away at 50. That's not good. And COVID invades the men's reproductive organs can affect their fertility. Watch out, Carver High. It didn't slow you down. Uh, you're having babies left and right. Mafia's wedding. He's probably already working on having a baby as we speak on his honeymoon. He's getting it in. He's got all kinds of action. Uh, he's going to have multiple children is what he told me. So hopefully he won't get COVID because it can affect your organs and fertility. I'm starting to, I hope it affects my fertility at my age. I don't want any more kids. You can have them. You want my kids, Carver High? You can have them. I'm Give me good. the Bears I'm tonight. Done. I'll see you. I'll see you on the bench at 10 p.m. Eastern. Game Time Decisions is coming up next. Uh, have a good night, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.